you are managing either a small team or you're working on your own or you're the head of your own business so you're doing so many multiple things if you are the solo sales operations person for the business that you work for or you own welcome back to sales operations for small businesses how do you manage your time because there are a number of things that you can be asked to do, particularly if you are a solo sales ops person in a small business. And the priorities, there doesn't seem to be a set of priorities for a start. They can come from any direction and be all over the place. And there's a very, very real urge to want to do all of the things, but you can't get all of the things done. It's just not possible. So how do you actually figure out what you should get done how do you find more time in the day to get any of these things done there are a few different ways that you can look at this but the things that come to mind for me the most often the things that i use and i've had to learn to use is firstly what are the most important things what things have the quickest deadline what things have the most important so much that if they don't get done then there's a domino effect on all of the other things that can't get done they're a really big thing like the quarterly sales meeting they have to happen what are your have to haves in whatever situation and if you don't know ideally you know you want to be able to figure some some of it out you want to be able to at least have an idea about what you think is important based on the information that's been given to you however you still need confirmation by your manager, whoever that is, because they are in more of the conversations at a leadership level than you are in. So it doesn't matter how much, you know, emphasis they put on the fact that you're handling this or whatever. You simply don't know what you don't know. You don't know what's happening in the wider part of the organization. You can do, you can spend more of your time getting to know other people and um, being able to get information from other ways, which I do also strongly recommend. but. Again, you're not in those leadership meetings. You don't know what decisions they're making. You don't know whether they're running out of money, for example. And so therefore, they're probably going to pull the plug on something major. They're going to turn a meeting that was supposed to be at a location somewhere in Greece. And now it's going to be online, which will change significantly the agenda for, for a meeting that's happening, for example. You don't know. And your manager does. And this is a part It's something that I talk about a lot. But this is a part of where you have to manage upwards. You do have to make a point of asking your manager. What is the priority? And if you can't ask it in that direct way, then you can at least say, OK, so if you had to drop one of these things, which one would you drop? Oh, well, they're all important. But if you had to, because we are resource thin. And I want to want to be able to do the work that I'm doing with some kind of quality. Obviously, you say it in your own language. So if one had to give, which one can we drop? And by drop, you don't necessarily mean we're never going to look at it again. We're, we're talking about something that can be delayed, something that can be outsourced or something that can be delegated. And we'll get there in a second. But it is really worth developing and maintaining that relationship with your manager where they say to you, okay, so here's all the things and blah, 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 blah. And you have your one-to-ones every week and they're just throwing stuff at you that you're supposed to do, you're supposed to do. If you know the amount that you can accomplish in a week and a month and a quarter, and you take control, take ownership of your own, of your own diary, of your own calendar, then that's when you can know when you're really up against it. And you can say, do you know what? I'm going to need more time to be able to do these things because they're so important for these reasons that you figured out. So 
if one of these has to be pushed back a little, and again, using lighter words like that does help. It does. It's it's annoying sometimes that you have to speak in certain ways, but it does help. Then which one would it be? So after you've done all those things, that's when you need to get really comfortable with the aspect of delaying, outsourcing, or delegating. Now you're thinking to yourself, there's only one of me. Who am I going to de delegate things to? Who am I going to outsource things to? They've only hired me because there's no extra money. There's always extra money. There's nearly always extra money. There's nearly always extra resources. So even if you're automatically thinking there is nothing there, if you sell the need for something very specifically to get done within a certain time frame, for example, in a small business, you're not going to have a separate, generally speaking, you're not going to have a separate CRM manager. You're not going to have a separate deep tech person that can connect everything in the background. You're not going to have a separate um, coordinator. You're not going to have a separate person who can do all of the analytics. It's probably you. And there's a fair chance that there's some parts that you are really strong at and some parts that can be developed or simply you're just not good at and you're just not going to be doing that. So, for example, if you're a really strong project manager, you're very creative, you're resourceful, you're strategic, you're going to be going more heavily into that aspect of your role, which is effectively multiple roles in one, but you're not going to be as strong at the technical stuff. So if they want you to, oh, gosh, we're using Salesforce. Salesforce can do everything. Surely you can just put that into the system and have it connect to this, that, and the other. Yeah, Salesforce can do nearly everything, right? But... If that's not your strong suit, if you're used to running a CRM and not being the engineer of it, not being the main administrator, and they say to you, yeah, just set it up, mate, you're going to have a hard time. So you can watch all of those training videos, but ultimately, how long is it going to take for you to watch all of those things, hope you get it right first time, and then build in this new thing? whilst doing all of the rest of your job versus them just finding a company who specializes in the technical side and you can manage the doing of what they need to do because it, it just works out cheaper. It genuinely does in terms of little hard money. It works out cheaper to get another company who you've resourced effectively. You, you've been researching them. You get ones with good reviews that know how to do specifically what you need rather than just general. That's the main point there. It's much easier. It's much better off for you and the company to spend that little bit of extra money and get another company to do that specific work if it's that important to the company. Priorities. Because if it isn't that important, then they won't spend the money because they can try to force you to do it. But then you can make it very clear. You're within your right to make it very clear that this is not where your expertise lies. It lies in all of the rest of the other stuff. And if you don't know, please get to know what your skills are because you're going to need that. And so therefore, it is not your recommendation that you go that the company decides to go down the route of working with you because if it doesn't get done on time or if it's not perfect the first time, there's nothing you can do about that. You can try your best, but it's desperately inefficient. That's one way you can get outsourcing. And then there's delegating. There are people, there are other people in the company that have other skills, again, that can support yours. And it's not, it's, ugh, I don't like using the word leverage, but there is an element of tit for tat that you get when you're working in a company where you've helped other people out, so they're going to want to help you out. And 
if you can't get it done at that level, let's say that you're new, then you can go to your manager and say, okay, in order for this to get done at this speed, so within that time frame, so if we're thinking time cost quality again, this is how I like to manage things around because I come at it from the project management perspective, right? If time is the thing that cannot move and quality is the thing that cannot move, then the cost is going to have to be paid for, either with outsourcing or with the resources of time um, from another person, another department. You're taking somebody else's resources effectively, which obviously turns into money from another department. So, you know, can you ask your people if they have anybody that can help you with that project? And in fact, don't leave it as an open-ended question. Suggest some people who you know they have the skills to be able to support you in a project. If it's that important, they can figure it out. Leaders, that's what they're supposed to be doing all day long is making decisions and unblocking problems, particularly if they're good leaders. You have a different situation if you don't have good leaders, but there you go. So that's the delegating part because you don't have anybody in your own department, but there might be others. And particularly as well, I want to say sales managers. There are lots of things that sales operations end up taking on that are actually the sales manager's job. Not every single department has a separate operations wing which means it's very easy for some sales managers to simply not manage. So if there's something that is salesperson specific, like somebody not updating their data, that's actually not your responsibility. You're responsible to keep the data clean to make sure it's set up, to make sure it's set up in a certain way that makes it easy to be kept clean, make sure people know what they're supposed to be doing and when, but ultimately the data doesn't belong to you. The keeping it in its accurate places belongs to you. Instructing people to put it in the right place belongs to you. You own the system. But if people aren't putting in information into the system correctly, that's a sales manager's job to be able to talk to them because that is a person's job. It's a part of their responsibilities. So if the sales manager isn't managing their people, you don't really have authorization over those salespeople, do you? You've got authorization over the system, but not the people. So if there's lots of stuff that the sales managers are trying to farm onto you, uh, oh, can you go and talk to Timmy about the fact that he's not updating his stuff? Well, I can train him on how to update his stuff, but I can't tell him off about it because that's your job. And again, you're gonna have to find a good way to be able to say that to your sales managers who ideally would be your peers, right? But that's one of those things that, ha that happens as well. And that's not even delegating, that's handing back somebody's responsibilities to them because it's very easy for it to be pushed onto you, right? And then we have plain old delaying. You've got your whole program of works that you need to do, different projects that you need to be building, looking at, fixing, researching, right? Some stuff just can't be done at the same time. And the thing here is, whilst that is very clear, the thing here is that you need to make a note of, if you do delay something, you have to tell other people that you're delaying it. You can't just delay it and say nothing. There might be some stuff that are really small, but if you delay it and say nothing, then you have to presume that in other people's minds, it's not that they're just going to completely forget about it. They might forget about something for months, but then when three months rolls around they'll, and they remember it, they'll be thinking, oh, well, Sarah's been working on this this whole time. So what's the update about it? And then you're going to come a crop up, quite frankly. <laughs> it's not going to work. It's not going to work. You do have to say to people, look, because if they haven't given you priorities and you've decided to take those upon yourself, right, 
I believe in order for me to get this done, I'm going to have to push this back. Why? Can't you get it on the same time? No, for these reasons. So I think I'm going to have to push this back by a few months. And I can see how that would work at that period of time based on the current schedule of work that I'm doing in November, for example. And again, you're owning the schedule of works. That belongs to you. You might be asked to do it by other people, but it's for you to project manage because they're not the ones that's going to be looking at all of that work because they're not doing it. Your manager's not doing the work, you are. So it's for you to own the project plan, the program of works. Because trust me, nobody else is going to own it in your favor. Every, if, if, if your manager could, could, could say, oh yeah, what do you want to be done? They would say everything by the end of the month. So if you don't take ownership of your time, other people will take ownership of your time and they will not do it in the way that you like it. Those are the things that would be really helpful for time management. And it just helps to keep you in a place where you can have some sanity about what you're doing because we all know what this is like. You're being pulled into all of these different directions. You're working goodness only knows how many hours. It does lead to burnout. It really does. And there's definitely definitely ways that you can work on to get around it and get through it. I hope you enjoyed that. I hope you got something out of that. Please let me know what was your biggest aha out of that, wherever you're listening to this or watching this because it's on multiple platforms. If you want to get more information and some more helpful tips, um, go to salesopseffect.com forward slash library. There's free, free resources in there and there's obviously other free episodes. So really want to hear your thoughts on this and I look forward to speaking to you soon.